know, there was like a, this whole stretch of years. It was me, you, Jake, and uh, me is like for that stretch of years going down to the wire for the championship. And then I just, I need to get back to that form going for the championship, man. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 5, Tank Slapping Podcast, Corey Texter here, Jake Johnson, and for the second week in a row, we have Noah Chambers in for the whole show. So, what's what's up, guys? What's going on, Jake? How you doing? <laughs> oh, doing all right, I guess. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of big news this week, huh? Talk been about a busy week. Been, been a busy week. Last week was pretty slow. A lot of... Big job. A lot of things happening this week, obviously... The big winter throwdown happened over the weekend. What uh, I was trying to keep up a little bit, and I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of more in tune with with Supercross while, while that was going on. But I was kind of trying to trying to tune in, and you know the the coverage was, yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of hard to follow. But uh, yeah, great. But, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. How how did it go? Like I, I kind of saw a little bit here and there. I saw some big crashes. Saw some big wins, saw some drama, saw some post-race drama. But The winner throwdown, the name came reality. I watched it play out when, uh, I don't even know his name, dude. The guy on a Honda, like, came in and ran into Dalton. I was like, winner throwdown is, it's real. The throwdown. <laughs> Dalton went running at him. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> no, everything you want as a promoter. It happened. Maybe. <laughs> Bobby's running across the track with his hands in the air. I'm like, oh no! Yeah, that's my score. I'm like, oh, Rob, we got to score the race. No, it was, it was great, man. I can't even begin to describe the amount of work it takes to promote and get a, a race ready of this magnitude. I mean, it was, and to see it all kind of play out and everybody pulling into the track and all the fans and. All the riders, I mean, there was a guy that, like I said, he traveled there in a pickup truck from Southern California, and yeah, it, it was great, man. There was a lot of good a lot of good pro racers that turned up. I think that we had like 28 pro riders. Brandon Robinson, he's like a cheat code at that track, man. He was so dialed in, so fast. Jared Meese took an uncharacteristic high side, which you never really see Jared crash, and he crashed pretty hard. Don Gauthier had a crash that was pretty bad as well, and then, yeah, he had some drama. Gautier and Justin Jones getting into it. We saw the uh, the Facebook arguments, and <laughs> I'm like, yo, if you you guys are gonna argue about the throwdown, At like tag, you tag in it, right? me in it, yeah, tag tag the page. Let's get, let's get some, <laughs> let's get it going, yeah. And then I had um had an Astro Cup rider that was throwing a knipsch. I mean, he went into the corner, uh, he went into the corner and crashed, caused the crash. Vanderkoy sent him to the back row. He was mad because the other guys went in too slow, so that's why he fell. It's like, bro, it doesn't matter. You fall, you go to the back, you go to the back. Then he got pissed, left the track, came back on. You can't do that either. That's a that's a big um, common rule. So we had, had to DQ a rider. That was my first disqualification. <laughs> he wasn't stoked on that. <laughs> so had to iron a couple fires at the race, you know, but that's comes with the job of promoting, Jake. I know you uh, – would love to do it, right? It sounds like a lot of fun. Promote a race? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I had some thoughts. I'm not much for the risk and promoting and that stuff, but I, I maybe the way it looked like it went, I think next year I might have to come and help out JV as uh, 
be a co-race official. Referee. I'll, be, I'll kick some people out. Yeah. I'd be up for that. Well, Jared's quick. I mean, it's not, it's Jared's the referee. It's, it's my race, you know, it's me and Steve's race. So like Jared's just the referee and he's quick to just kick somebody out. <laughs> like if somebody is not, <laughs> if somebody's not lined You're up, in, here. Yeah, like, like Harry, whatever, Harry Smith's not lined up in staging the right way. You're done. Yeah. Wow. Instead of like telling him like, yo, like, you know, you get it, you're out of here like you you can just leave it i'm like no no jared we need him well like, that's what i mean that's what we're used to i mean it's, yeah you know that's well what... that's the way we typically get yelled at yeah yeah that's kind of something with my race man i i try and make everybody feel welcome i want to have fun i don't want anybody to like have to feel like when they ask me a question i'm going to yell at them like i appreciate every single person that comes and i try and show that throughout the evening obviously there's some temperament and Robbie Bobby had a couple moments where he lost his temperament, but that's just part of the deal and it's something we have to deal with. But yeah, it was, it was a good event. I, I had a, a lot of fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but it's, it's a lot of work, man. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad it's over with for sure. But it, no, was, it was cool. Like, you know, even going into the, you know, onto the news, local news and everybody rolling in, everybody, like, like I said, everybody had a good time. It was, uh, it was cool. Yeah, really good turnout. I was I was surprised. I mean, that was that was the biggest turnout I've ever seen at, at an amateur flat track race. I mean, I haven't been to many, but still. Well, the um, there's a couple guys that got injured, so that sucks. You know, best wishes out to them. Pete Lawson was one of the older guys that got hurt, and there's another guy that got hurt um, when said Astro rider crashed into the first corner. This the other vintage guy hit him and got and got pretty banged up. Didn't know. Uh, basically what planet he lived on for a little bit there and it was a serious thing so uh he's doing well um owensby i owensby i think his name was last name he um reached out to me and said he was doing okay and the biggest injury it's not funny but it's just the biggest injury was a guy well i think one of the biggest injuries he was pushing a bike and um he was an older guy he's pushing a bike and he hurt his finger and somebody came up to me and said, hey this guy broke his finger i'm like all right he broke his finger i don't know what that means really but i was like all right buddy well let me see your finger let's go over the ambulance he holds up his hand shows me his finger and his pointer finger is is like bent like east to west he showed me his oh. finger i'm like let me see ah! i like jumped back <laughs> i'm like holy smokes dude and we had like a half mile jog to get to the ambulance and He's holding his finger up in the air. It's bent sideways. I'm like, man, that looks like it hurts. So that was, uh, yeah, the biggest, the gnarliest looking injury happened in the pit pushing a bike. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, the ambulance didn't leave the track, but there was some, definitely some, um, some issues. So everyone's doing okay, generally speaking. Um, there's definitely some things I can do better. Uh, I want to do some better lighting next year in the corners. Uh, it was pretty dark, it looked like. So I want to, Bring in some extra lights, um, just little things you don't think about. Like for me, I don't think about the porter potties. Like as a racer, I don't care about the bathrooms, but I want to make sure I have more porter potties next year and just things like that. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a good race, man. There was definitely some good racing, so that was cool. So three point is in the works already. <sighs> I wouldn't say it's in the works. It's a it's a thought. I'd like to do it, man. I enjoy it, but taking notes. But uh, I mean, it's the, it's best race of the year so far yeah so far it's the best <laughs> race of the year no yeah yeah i'm bringing you on as a uh if you're retired if you're fully retired you're you're invested in the 3.0 i don't know i'm getting the old suzuki framer back i might might have to race that thing next year i gotta maybe. put a bounty on brandon man it seems like nobody can nobody can beat brandon he was yeah another level i know well i have to 
I have to apologize. I uh, had Jared Meese picked to win. Should have picked him for the biggest high side. <laughs> I don't know. Dalton. I don't even think Jared won oh, the biggest high side. Dalton yeah, might have won the biggest Dalton, high side. Yeah. Jared's was bad. Yeah. But Dalton's I heard Jared's was, bad. was a was a mechanical malfunction. Yeah. Bro- broken throttle cable or something. Yep. Jared doesn't fall typically. No. But uh, yeah. I mean, Brandon. I, I got the text uh, Sunday morning. Hey man, thanks for thanks for not picking me. I was with you know from Brandon. So, <laughs> yeah, I had to apologize on that one. Didn't pick him to win. I was kind of underestimating him a little bit, but hey, yeah, it happens. Yes. Well, so that was good. The race was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys coming out. AFT Rider Group, Jake. So that we typically we want to talk about that. That the news came out for that. Years prior, we've had the AFT Advisory Board Group, which is a little bit different than what they've had for this year. So in the past, there was an advisory board. Um, people would vote us in, like six of us, three riders, three team owners or mechanics, and we would kind of advise AFT on rule changes, things like that. I strongly um, – I'm implying the word advise because we didn't make the rules. We just advised them on our opinion. Um, most often, like – they didn't go with exactly how we would wanted the rules, but they did listen to us. And I, I, you know, I can't really talk too bad about them guys. Cause they, they brought us in a lot of the rules. They, um, some of the rules they, they did, they did take our, um, insight into consideration, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's their show. We're just kind of, you know, giving them some input from people that have been around for a while. And I did it for four years, Jake, you were, you were nominated, but then you left the scene. <laughs> yeah, I was. I didn't even make it to the first meeting. I don't think. <laughs> but this year, the uh, AFT Rider Group is—they're um, nominating three riders, one from each class, and on race day, these riders will advise AFT on track conditions. You know, water it, don't water it, um, move the cones up. You know, um, different things like that on race day, which is something new for this year. What are your thoughts on? On that, I mean, uh, you think it's a good move, and do you think it'll be effective? Uh, good move, yes. Effective, mm, I'm not really sure. Um, it's it's new for this year, but it's kind of not new. Like, I remember many moons ago, you know, they used to have, they call them rider reps. They used to have, you know, it was back when there was only one class, really. Um, you know, so they would have two rider reps. Uh, I remember I was one, one year, I think it was like me and me's or something, but anyway, it's, I guess it could be a good thing. I mean, obviously with what happened at Meadowlands, you know, it kind of prevents a whole mob we of have, riders, we 30 rider. Reps yeah. There. <laughs> it, it prevents that, you know, just kind of sending, get, you know, it's, a, it's a big responsibility for whoever rider that is. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing to take on, on race day. You're trying to race and do your thing. And you're going to have all of your competitors and all your peers coming to you bitching. So you're going to have to deal with that and your own race day responsibilities. Yep. Um, So, man, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's a, it's a move in the right direction. Hopefully they listen and, you know, the guys that are nominated are capable and, you know, willing to take that job on. And yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to do. So I know the way I look at it, you know, not saying that I would do it this way, but if I was the, if I was the writer rep or whatever it was, you know, you get 
super twins. Okay, there's 17 other guys. So you're getting 17 opinions. So how do you how do you relay that? Do you because everybody's got their own opinion yeah. on things too. Yeah. Do you be fair uh, and okay? Well, majority of the guys want this, or do you go and tell them what you want? You want. So that's the thing, man. I I saw it and I was like, man, I don't know if I'd want to do it. But but then I thought about, it, I was like, shit, yeah, I want to do it over anybody else. I don't want, um, like. I'm going to pick on Ryan Varnes. I love the kid, but <laughs> I don't want Ryan Varnes making decisions on track prep. Yeah. Like, um, but no, I, um, and I really don't think it's going to, I don't think these rider reps are going to be making decisions. No, they're going to be advising yeah. and giving opinions. They could you know. be scapegoats too. It's like, well, your yeah. rider rep said this. It's like, well, I didn't, you know, so it's a great idea. Um, I, I appreciate AFT for, for doing this. It's cool, but we'll see. I mean, it's a new yeah. thing, so we'll see how effective it is, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was gonna nominate Noah Chambers for the singles rider. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what would you do if the if the track got like too dusty on a clay track? I mean, or too rough? What, what would the too uh, rough? I'd say I'd I'd point over to the farmer's field across the street. I'd be like, go get that tiller, bring it out here and whip these here corners. <laughs> like I want it deep. That jump, yeah, make a little peakier, make a little peakier. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that goes. It, it's yeah. definitely a good a good idea, and it's going to be a work in progress for sure. Yep. Um, James Rispoli, Hog Spoli, Hog Spoli, Hog Spoli lives. Hog Rider. Latest motors announcement for the uh, XG750 production twins. Yeah, uh, it's not a big surprise, I guess. I mean, you know, he was uh, he was the original Hog production rider, right? Well, Eslick. Texas Eslick wrote it for the yeah, first race. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Forgot about, <laughs> forgot about Danny. Um, slick, slick. But uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a good move for him. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he probably wanted a Vance and Hines spot, but I don't think those are or those are existing in the uh, production class this year. So I think that'll be a good move for him. Um, he's got some experience on the bike. Um, Joe Cop, I think, is the Joe team Kopp, manager. Team manager, which yeah. won the Hooligans Championship on an XG. Big Hooligan job. So, so they got a little experience, a little bit <laughs> of, uh, you know, James has uh, got some, like I said, got some experience on that bike, and, you know, from what I hear, he's he's good with with feedback and testing and things like that. So, uh, be uh, exciting to see what what they come up with. Uh, you know, I've I've heard some different rumors, obviously. Uh, Vance and Hines and Harley were are selling their bikes. Um, I've heard some rumors that they have their own version of it. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, well, what initially, chassis. Initially, I, I heard the first rumor I heard was Brandon Robinson was going to ride possibly for the latest team in the production twins class. And obviously we'll get to his announcement in a minute, but then we've seen James Spoli. Um, so it's good for James. I, I love James, man. He's my, <clears throat> he's my buddy growing up together. I, uh, I, you know, I took him racing to a couple races last year, uh, Milwaukee, the Mama Tried event, and I love it. I love the competition in the production class, and James is a good rider. So I, I enjoy the competition, and I think it would be cool to have a, a Harley, another Harley team out there. And um, from what I've heard, you know, I don't I don't know if the Black Hills team is actually having a team this year. So there's no, no Vance and Hines factory team. But I, I, I think there's going to be a couple maybe more announcements for the Harley guys, uh, the privateer teams. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll hear some more. I'm sure some bikes are being sold and things are being put together. 
for the production class. Yeah, that'd be good. Be good. Yeah, we got uh, bring it on, James. See you on the starting <laughs> line, baby. <laughs> Another uh, announcement this week: uh, Brandon Robinson and Jay Maloney to the HCRR Ben Evans Racing Team, which uh, I guess is kind of a new team that existed, kind of the car old Carver team, but with a new name, kind yep. of a new look. Um, yeah, on uh, on Indian FTR, so. Yeah, Brandon, uh, last year, I mean, what, the guy won two, three races? He won two, Atlanta and Paris. Atlanta and Paris, and then kind of whatever the team went under, well, his two-thirds bike, his, of the way his, through the his, season. His bike was doing the shimmy and shake a lot of the miles, yeah. so that that made it tough. I mean, Brandon, when he's on, he uh, he just showed this weekend, he's he's very fast when Brandon's, when Brandon's on the money. He's one of the toughest guys out there, so... Um, good for my buddy, Brandon, um, definitely known Brandon forever. So it's, uh, good for him. I, I love that guy. And, and Jay Maloney, another rider who has been progressively getting better over the last few years, did his own team and he joins them as well. Ben Evans is the tuner. Yeah. Like you said, took over the whole Carver ride. Jerry Stinchfield roof systems is sponsoring their efforts. And that guy does a lot for the sport. I don't know too much about HCRR. I think it's another roofing company, so maybe they're getting involved from Jerry. Um, man, without Jerry, <laughs> a lot of guys would. I don't know if we'd have a series. That guy helps out a lot of people, man. So that's that's pretty cool. And I don't know if they're running it still, but they had my old motorhome. The old Carver rig was the old SeaTex wagon. Oh, so, was it really? Yeah, that was my old fun mover. I do not miss that thing at all. I, <laughs> motorhomes are a pain in the ass, man. You'll be driving to the grocery store and the whole freaking like window will rattle loose or something. It's like, I got to fix that. Go home. The refrigerator breaks. Well, I got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as uh, everything else in that thing, it ran strong. But no, there's it's uh, that leads us into our next topic, Jacob. We got the Super Twins roster they announced. Actually, that was announced first prior to that press release, but... What are your thoughts on the roster? So weird. Roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, when I saw it, there was really there's no surprises, I don't think. No. Um, well, Andrew Luker is yeah, a wild card. That was the only, the only surprise I saw. Um, uh, obviously, I'm not on there yet. Still still finalizing some things, yeah. trying, to, trying to get in there, and, um, you know, either as a wild card or... Originally, they said there was only going to be 14 full-time spots. Now there's 15. Roster comes out with 15. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm sure they're not going to shy anybody away that wants to run a full season. So, yeah, you know, we'll, I, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. If uh, so, if how, any more full-time guys pop in or any more wild cards? Well, if 19 guys sign up or 20, is everybody still going to make the main? Well, because they they said if you sign up, everyone's a guaranteed spot in the final. Well, from so, what I gather, yeah, I mean, I guess right now there's 15, and if four or five wild cards sign up, they're only going to accept three of them. So well, there's only going to be 18 three, guys at the track. There's already three that are approved. Right. So, but I'm sure they're not. Each one's not riding every round. I know so Carver be, doesn't want to do the TTs. Pegram probably won't. Won't do all the races. He's got a family and some other things uh, that he's involved with, um, and then. Andrew Luker, I don't know his plans, but yeah, I mean, there's, um, 
yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, lot to uh, a lot of questions there, I guess. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out if there's more wild cards come in and you know who who gets the spot and who doesn't. Um, not exactly sure how that works. I don't know if anybody does, but I think we'll it's see. discretion from what I've heard. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, they announced the spec fuel, which is Going back to VP. Nothing exciting, but yeah, back to VP C10. What's C10, uh, though? What's uh? What do you think C10 spec I've, fuel? I've never even heard of C10. I've heard of C12. Um, it's C12 just two less than that. Two. Yep. Yeah, it's just two less than that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, that's as I, I don't know a whole lot about it. That's not my specialty or my. Uh, I think it sucks to keep changing fuel, probably yeah. for tuners and things like. Luckily, I don't have to tune my own bikes. But yeah, I'm sure I, for I'm sure for tuners right now. I mean, they're probably running running out buying some C10 right now and heading to the dyno and yep. um, running mean, numbers and making maps and. I mean, VP makes. I mean, they make good fuel. I do know that all their fuel is good. I ran. Uh, I ran a fair amount you know probably four or five different ones and different bikes i've had so well, before the show we were talking and the pro motocross series they don't have a spec fuel and you were telling us what you what you what you were well yeah i know <laughs> yeah i'm more of a pump gas kind of guy nowadays <laughs> but i throughout the years i've had some some bikes that when my dad would build them and stuff that you had to run high fuel in it you know you couldn't MR12 put 12 yeah you couldn't put 93 in there now 450 bone stocker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've blown, I've, I've blown up 125s for running pump gas. I run pump gas in my framer, and that thing's built to the hill, and it runs. Well, we we break exhaust pipes on it, but otherwise it runs pretty good. Yeah, we do break mufflers. (laughs) Yeah, we we broke we broke the exhaust twice this past weekend. So Thursday night, the winter throwdown, the framer, the exhaust pipe broke. Hillbilly Harry up the hill welded her back together. Thursday Both broke. bikes broke. Yep, hillbilly. We were yeah, yeah. We went went up through the woods. Some guy welded the pipe. It was a good weld job. And then the next night during the open practice, I was sitting like third, feeling feeling good. It was an extra hundred dollars for fast lap bonus. I was I was gunning for it. And then the uh, the pipe broke again. And I was like, man, like open header gang. Golly, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was a bummer. But yeah, so that's um basically all the news for this week. There's a something more to talk about. So that was good and. We want to take a couple of fan questions here before we call Sammy Halbert, who was our guest for this week. I didn't get to mention that, but slamming, slamming Sammy Halbert. We will call him, get some insight. That guy's hard to get a hold of. I talked to him earlier, and he's like, oh, I was, you know, are you still calling me? I was going to hang out with my friends. I was like, dude, you can make out your friends after we're done. Like, we got a podcast to do. So, um, But we got some fan questions, Jake. The first one here, I'll let you read it off. Well, we got a we got a couple good ones this week. Uh, let's see, John Philip Lavelle. Is that how you'd say that? I think so. Look like a, think a think a Facebook question. Um, wow, this one we could talk about this one for days. Uh, what are your thoughts on safety issues? Last year seemed to be pretty gnarly with serious injuries. We've heard about air suits, but what about helmet tech and the dreaded hot topic track prep? Hmm. <sighs> Yeah, well, I guess I'll start with that one. Um, I'll let you go, Jake. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's racing. You can't put racing and safe really in the same sentence, I guess. I mean, there's there's always always the risk of something. Um, you know, obviously track prep has been an issue over the last 
several years. Um, what do you think about, let me just chime in quick. What do you think about track prep now to when you started like Oh two Oh three? Cause I look at videos from Oh two and Oh three and some of those tracks were shitholes. I mean, I look at Sedalia, I look at Sharon, I look at some of the miles that you guys were on. Syracuse didn't look very fun. I mean, there were some really crummy racetracks back then. Um, There wasn't as many injuries, which is kind of weird. For a good stretch there, we were pretty lucky that we didn't have um, too many serious injuries. Lately, we've been... We've been getting hammered, you know. Is, do you think it's bad luck? I don't know the answer. I mean, yeah. what do you think about? First off, what do you think about the track prep from track prep from then to now? And what the difference is, really? Man, I don't know. I mean, now that you say that, I mean, we did ride some crappy tracks then as well. Um, but for me, I mean, it's. I, I think that's the issue. Like we were dealing with this. 15, 20 years ago, and it's we're still having the same problems. So, you know, I don't know if there's a fix for it. There's got to be some way, somehow. I mean, um, but I guess one thing back then, um, I know maybe that's what was hurting the sport at the time. Like, if there was something wrong with the track, there, you fixed it. There could possibly be an, an hour shutdown where there. Well, we do that now. You know, and a lot of water, you know, water trucks and right. a lot of wheel packing going Later, on. Greater, greater. Yeah, I mean, we do that now, and the fans are, you know, they're complaining that we're there's nothing going on. So yeah. they want safer tracks, but then when we take the time at like the Meadowlands to work on the track, they're complaining that we're behind schedule. It's like yeah. it's like, man, we you, you got to pick one or the other. You know, it's. Um, I don't think, I mean, obviously I didn't think Minnesota was a very good racetrack this year and Meadowlands made it tough because it was very hard to see visibility the way that the grayish dirt is on that, on that track. It was hard to see where the ruts were. And there was um, an instance this past weekend at my race, the winter throwdown, where there were some ruts that were gathering up on the outside. And a lot of guys were like, Hey, shovel dirt over those ruts, you know, and them holes. And I'm like, well, dude, no. I was like, if we do that, we're just going to cover them up so you won't be able to see them. No. I'm like, leave the holes there because covering them up ain't going to help it. It's just going to go right back to a hole. And I want the riders to be able to see what holes they're trying to avoid. Um, so, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any difference now in track prep than there was back then. The safety gear is a lot better than what it was. Yeah. I pulled one of my dad's helmets out of the basement the other day. I couldn't believe he wore that freaking <laughs> helmet, dude. I, I was like, I, don't even wear, I wouldn't even wear that to play, like, paintball. That thing was gnarly. And these guys are out there racing with no gloves, no, you know, shitty helmets. And, you know, we got airbag suits. And I'm a very, very strong believer in the airbag suit. I, I don't I, – I'll retire before I, I ever go out and – and not wear an airbag um, safety suit. You know, my Alpine Star suit is, it gives me so much confidence as a as a father being out there and knowing I have whatever is the best safety gear out there. And the helmets are great. The safety gear, we have the air fence. You know, back that back in the day, that you guys just had hay bales, right? I mean, yeah. Um, there's so, like Jake said, there's so much we can talk about safety issues, but I just don't think. I mean, track prep, obviously, it's good and bad, but it's been like that forever. I don't think it's any worse than what it's been. Um, that gets blamed on pretty quick. You know, you can throw the blame on track prep all the time. Um, but there's been a lot of tracks. Like, Texas this year was way better than it's been in the years past. So, um, But then you go to Laconia, and it was, <laughs> it was awful. So, yeah. man, it's hit or miss with track prep. And sometimes it – you know, it's sometimes it's AFT's fault, and sometimes there's nothing they can do 
to make it better, it just sucks. So it's it's a tough call. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they they've been learning, I think. Um, but like you said, Texas. Yeah, we've what was that the third year we've been back there. So it's progressively gotten better. Um, you know, Minnesota, like like you said, a lot of it's out of their hands. You know, they the way they prep. Well. I, I'm not going to say Minnesota because there's a lot of other variables there, but we'll say Meadowlands, right? Meadowlands was awesome last year. I think visibility was tough because two it was years ago, two, yeah, 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 right. and 18. Um, visibility was tough because it was raining, but the track itself was great. So they come back this year, you know, or whatever, 19, and all of a sudden it's like, what happened? And you know, they, well, even Minnesota last year was, I think yeah, better. it was pretty yeah. good. And then, and like I said, there's a lot of things that are thrown their way that, that are different. Like Meadowlands, you know, we're all asking, well, what's the difference between last year and this year? What'd you do? Oh, well, they added a foot of material to Dirt. the track like, you know, a month ago. Well, shit. Like nobody told you like, so yeah. I, you know, I, I guess you can't blame them. I mean, well, walking it prior to the race at Meadowlands, like I stuck my foot in it. And it was hard. Yeah. Like it didn't feel it, it, what it turned into. It didn't feel like that when I got there. And I, yeah. I've kicked around a lot of dirt when I get to racetracks. I'm like, oh, this is going to groove up. No problem. Nope. You a, <laughs> yeah, you get 100 horsepower out there and yeah. dig, dig a hole quick. Yeah, so. it was bad. And they, they took time to prep it. So there's a lot of things they're doing. I mean, the air fence is great. I I, I wouldn't. It, now I'm yeah. spoiled with the air fence. I race, in a, I race an AFT race and I go to like a like a non-national on a half mile and there's hay bales lined up. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, baby, yeah. <laughs> Frederick, there's chain link fence. So that's how it was back in the day, man. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, that's a good question, John. We're, yeah. we're trying to figure that out ourselves as riders, really. Um, just, um, I think they are, they, you know, they, they mandate leather gloves now and they mandate good helmets and mandate, uh, you know, airbag suits in the super twins class this coming year, I think. Yeah, so I think it's headed that way in all classes. Yeah. Actually, MotoGP, so. they, they have mandated airbag suits in all the classes. So, um, I think they're trying, but sometimes they just drop the ball on it. So yeah. we'll, and the sad thing is, I think the, you know, you could have the best helmet, airbag suit, air fence, whatever you want. And it's still, but happen. the track I think is number one. You know, a good track is a safe track. Yeah. Right. But well, then you have, I don't know what that answer is. To then have you have Springfield good... Mile. I mean, Springfield Mile is yeah, a great track. Yeah, we just ran 18 we... rounds there, right? Well, then, <laughs> but we had a serious injury there. So yeah. I mean, sometimes it's it, like accidents you, happen. Like you said, it's racing and and things happen. You you try and I tell young kids when they're when they're turning pro to um to just be smart and that's that's it's something that gets tossed around a lot. But first lap of the main event. Don't do anything stupid when 18 of you guys are bunched up on the back straight away. Just just treat your competitors with respect. You know, try and let things play out. You know, you want to win. I want to win bad. But at the end of the day, there's more important things than this whole racing thing. So when you're out there, you know, you want to be competitive, but be smart. Like, don't do any risky moves on the first couple laps. And they are, we didn't mention this rule, but they are doing i think four riders per row i think i saw this year and yeah. spacing out the rows a little bit and i like it i mean it's um i think it's stupid yeah i i, th I think it can't hurt you know it's there's not a lot of crashes off the start but the first lap when everything's bunched up that's when a lot of the crashes take place so i think uh, it's gonna get i think it could possibly be worse that way i've heard that i've heard that because you got a guy that would normally be on row two 
you know, 16 feet back. Now, now he's, he's going to be on row four or whatever. And some young kid or, you know, even a veteran, like, man, I need to make this up. So, I, you know, maybe not lap two, three, but I think, I think there's going to be more first turn crashes because you're going to have, you know, a guy that's got 50 more feet of a run going into turn one needs to make up all that time and everything plugs up. And this guy's coming in, grabbing an extra gear. You know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I feel like that's, I, you know, I feel like it's going to, it could possibly cause bigger drama in the first corner. Yeah. Um, Obviously it's going to spread things out, but there's going to be some closing speeds and some different things. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And, and that's like I said, that's a work in progress also. I mean, they're just, I think it's just a trial thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's in the rule, it's going to happen, but it's not one of the things that's set in stone for the, for right, the history right. of the sport. So, um, no, see was, what happens. Good question. Um, our last question, we're doing two questions today cause these are kind of some in-depth questions, yeah. but Sideburn magazine, again, good friend, Gary Inman, he, uh, reached out and this is a good question. Uh, I think he saw it because of something I've posted on social media last weekend. But he said, are riders too friendly with one another these days? Going to the beach together, hanging out, things like that. Growing up watching MotoGP and World Superbike, the riders often hated, hated each other. I see flat track riders hanging out, um, this and that. If you were a team manager with a shot at the Super Twins title, would you prefer your rider to be with someone who kept themselves apart or, and didn't get too friendly with the other competition? Um, or does it not matter? Like, basically, are we too friendly to each other compared to other forms of motorsports? We're definitely friendlier than others. Um, it's funny. I just watched this. Uh, I don't even know what it was called. This this documentary that just came out on um, Netflix. It's uh, Speed is My Need. Mm. and saw that i'm not even sure what it's i think it's something with bsb i think not bsb or world Superbike with haslam or something i don't know i i watched a little bit of it because um uh colin edwards was on there a bunch and uh, you know i do a lot of the collins camps and stuff so but it's funny the the i think it's like the opening scene is colin and he goes talks about when he was racing he's like i'd be on the grid I'd look over at the guy next to me, and all I wanted to do is rip his head off and shit down his neck. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, we all want to beat each other, but I, me and Corey kind of discussed this a little bit beforehand, and I, I think with us, I mean, obviously there's the guys you don't like, and, um, you know, we've seen between Jared and Breyer, they were pretty close. All of a sudden, they're battling for a championship. Things get a little weird. Well, like so, Sammy said, too, with Joe Cobb, I've always known yeah. Sammy and Joe as they've hated each other. And he said, yeah, Joe used to really help me out when we were younger. And Hacker and Georgie Price in one of our early episodes, same deal. So yeah. competition changes things. Yeah, it definitely does. I think the biggest thing with our sport is we're not making millions of dollars. You know, MotoGP, there's millions of dollars on the line. So... Yeah, I'd rip your head off and shit down your neck, too, for a couple million dollars, right? You know, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's different ways to think of it. Um, but, again, that's that's the cool thing about flat track. Like, you know, we can sit here and do this podcast or whatever, go to the beach, do whatever. But we're going to go out and race each other. I want to beat you just as bad as you want to beat me, you know. Like, like the same thing. There's no friends on the racetrack. I mean, obviously, you're going to respect people and not – want to kill them but 
Um, there's and definitely, things go sideways at times, and you have your little spats and things like that. And there's but, groups of friends. Like, there's there's pods of people that hang out. Like, obviously, our group is, you know, Noah, the Bauman brothers, Chad, Wells. Like, we have a group of people we hang out with. and Vanderkoy, don't Vanderkoy, J-Rod, yeah, of course, and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And um, there's groups of guys that we hang out with. Um, but I ain't going to the beach of Colby. I ain't going to the beach of Wiles. I mean, uh, there's set, definitely guys that I don't want to be around. And yeah. when I see them, it's like, Fuh. you know, yeah, what there's I mean? certain cliques. Yeah. But like, and they have their cliques, you know, they, they hang out with their certain groups of people. But, um, as far as team owners, I've actually have heard some team owners say like, I don't want you hanging out with your competition. It's like, you can't tell me who I can hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my boy. Like, and I, I get mad at my friend. Like, there's, you know, I've had some moments with Chad and some moments with this year at Sacramento where Spoli was <laughs> just riding a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say desperate, but he was riding, r- riding me really aggressive a few times this year. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm your boy. Like, don't, don't swerve on me on the straightaway and things like that. So I get mad at some of my friends and, you know, but it's, it's definitely a lot easier. There's three classes in flat track. It's easy for me to, um, for everybody being in different classes, like the biggest is with Shayna. Like I hate racing Shayna because it's like, there's so much shit talking and and it starts off as like a joke. Like it'll be like a friendly jab and then it starts to get personal. It's like, it's like, ah, like (laughs) then I want to just like, you know, throw down in the backyard, but it's, um, it's way easier when everyone's in different classes. Um, but obviously we can't do that either. So it's, it's, um, no, it's that's a good question. It's it's not bad. What's it like in Moto Noah? You you got close boys you're friends with? I mean, you're friends with all flat trackers, so for you it's like you can hate everybody in Moto, right? Yeah, um dude, Moto the whole community's wired a little different, you know. Uh you go to a flat track race, the whole paddock, everybody knows everyone, you know, everybody's cool. Every, well, for the most part, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not everyone, but like you just said, most people. Um it's the same thing with Moto to a certain extent, but it's everybody's, you know, everyone else, everyone is out for blood. Um, people clean, you know, people T-boning you, your best friend could come in and T-bone you. And I used to like, honestly, like I hated a lot of people like, man, I hate racing this guy. I'm going to, and it would get to the point that I would focus more on like beating them and like, than myself and winning. You know what I mean? Like, instead of me being focused on just going out there and racing my own race and winning, I'd be like, where's that motherfucker at? He's, he's down there on gate 39. I'm going to, I'm going to whip his, you know, whip his head off. And next thing you know, you can both be in 20th place and you're not focused. And my only worry is to clean this guy out because so-and-so is watching like no. And then I can remember one day, Corey, like we were talking and he said, no man, like you need to, you know, you need to like learn to respect your, the people you're racing against have respect for them and uh like it'll it'll help you in the long run and i i can like i still like remember him saying i still remember you saying that to me one day and i like i try to not hate people you know what i mean i don't have to like them but i'm not gonna make it my duty to like focus on just you know whatever was going on back in the pits just like well, i didn't I, I race think, your own race I don't worry like about saying so and so oh that guy sucks or oh he's gets everything handed to him or i just think like spite shows like a little bit of mental weakness a little bit like it just kind of it just shows your insecurities Absolutely. and you're worried about other people 
people then worry about what you have going on with yourself and making yourself better. But it's something that I've I've had to learn through trial and error. You know, I used to be I used to be the opposite of what I kind of I feel like I try to be now. You know, I, I used to worry about that single person and I'd let a single rider fire me up and I, like you're saying now, not nah, dude, it's, you're, it's like a, it's like you're a twenty like a twenty year old me, man. I love it. But <laughs> I am twenty. So. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Uh, just man, I feel like I'm getting old. Just insightful and stuff. Um, it's tough though, like yeah. you said. You know, you focus on one rider, and the next thing you know, like you let them get in your head without knowing. Like you don't want to admit it, but without knowing it. Now you're thinking about this guy, and he screwed up your whole race. You know but what dude, I mean? If we didn't hang out with each other. We wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. Like all yeah. we do is fly track. Yeah, and and it's like stuff. on another side, you know, I mean, not saying that uh, MotoGP or World Superbike or road racing is or Moto is like safer. I feel like, I mean, just because we've done it, like, I feel like the risk is higher in flat track. You're a lot closer. Like things can go wrong a lot quicker. So the high, sp- it's just so much compared to motocross, at least the speeds you got yeah, you know, no the speeds yeah, on, yeah. on mile tracks is yeah. in, even half miles is insane. So, yeah. So of course I want to be friendly with everybody. Cause like my life is in that asshole's hands, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I want to be cool with that guy, you know, like I'm on, I want some respect here, you know? I mean, there's the guys that obviously, I mean, we all, for the most part, have respect for each other, but there's the guys who, you know, I think the respect cool with, thing is, it's definitely come a long way in the last five, 10 years. I, I think almost everybody in the premier class, we all, well, I, I wish I was still in it, you know, but, uh, I think everybody, they respect one another. You know, I don't even think I can't name two riders that really don't respect one another. Maybe there's some new guys coming up now that might throw a wrench in that, um, within the last couple of years, but the old timers, like you, even you, Wiles, Sammy, I mean, you guys used to have beef back in the day, and there's just a mutual respect. I mean, you don't go out and have beers with one another, but there's a lot of respect there, and it definitely helps when you're on the racetrack, you know, when you have respect, if you just hated each other. But, um, no, I, I love the crew I hang out with. We go to the beach. Uh, we have good times, man. We, yeah. You should see our group chats. They get pretty, they get pretty, they're pretty entertaining, you know. <laughs> Jake and Chad and the Bauman boys and Jared Vanderkoy and B Rob Noah. I love the crew I I hang out with and if it wasn't for yeah, that those group of guys, I, I I wouldn't have any friends. So Yeah, and it's it's convenient also, you know, like go ride moto with, you know, Briar, Vanderkoy Wells, all those guys, you know, during the week. Um you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's convenient. You know, even in moto now, you got a lot of guys training together. You got Roxon and Cian Cirillo. Like, they're going to be battling each other for the championship this yeah, year. Yeah. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens with those guys if things start getting close or whatever. But, um, but yeah, and like, uh, you know, and in a way, you kind of get to see what your buddy's doing, you know, like, Hey, what are you eating? What do you, you know, Oh, you're going to the gym again. You know, like you kind of, well, you, you kind of feed off each other and you it, know where you're at. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to question yourself. Like when you're testing them with each other or riding, you, you know where you're at going into race day. You know, if, if Briar, Vanderkoy, Brandon, you, myself, you know, we're all, we know where we're at. So it gives us confidence going into it. Um, we're, we're there for each other too. So that it's cool. We, we help yeah. each other out and, um, you know, I think Laconia, push each other. Yeah, push each other. and we we genuine like most of us genuinely um, we're happy for each other when we when we do well, and that's really cool. It's um, 
Briar this year, you know, when, when he was going for a championship at Minnesota, it was the biggest day of his life. And that morning he took time to text me and tell me, dude, you got this. This is like, you can do this. So I thought that was really cool. You know, it, um, we're there for one another and that, that helps us even though we're competitors. So, um, really good question. Um, if team owners don't like it, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 As long as your rider is getting the job done on the day or whatever it is, who cares who you're friends with? Right? Yep. I mean, yeah, exactly. whatever works for you. Yep. We're not we're not in gangs or anything, you know. We yeah, could be out on. there robbing stores and I know it's true. Beating up people and yeah. throwing Oxford gang signs and shit yeah. with the Amish. Real. Yep. Well, we appreciate the two questions. If you got anything else, chime in. Facebook, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah, we like Throw the us what you got. It's, yeah, it's they're stuff. good. They're good. good. Try and answer as many as we can. But that's it for our opening segment. Let's um Let's give Sammy Halbert a call. Like I said, he's got like a sleeper sleepover or something with his yeah. boys. I don't know what he's got going on. Slumber big, party. Big Boy Scout operation. No one knows something about that, but let's give <laughs> Sammy a call and let's see what he's up to. Carter, can you give us uh, Sammy Halbert, please? Dialing him now. Hello? Slamming Sammy Halbert, Corey Texter, Jake Johnson, and Noah Chambers here on the Tank Slapping Podcast. Wanted to bring you on. You're you're a special special guest for us. You just announced some big plans and wanted to bring you on the show, man. What's good? Dude, it said Scotty Dubler when you called on the caller ID. I thought this was uh maybe gonna be off the groove. Is that what they're we're on right now. We're we're definitely on the groove. We're uh, in the groove. We're in the groove, man. Uh what are you up to, dude? How's uh how's life? How's Florida? What's what's going on? Oh, dude, it's so good. Like uh people back home in Washington sent me pictures of the snow on the ground today and then uh I went and ripped a good mountain bike ride today with Thunder. We pushed pretty hard, so it was pretty good, so dragging a little bit right now, but uh yeah, all good. Nice, yeah. We uh obviously uh well I guess we've all kind of known for a little while, but uh big news came out uh, last week. Sammy Halbert with the Cool Beth Nilla race team on an Indian this year. Uh, what uh, what's Sammy's expectations this year? I mean, obviously a uh, few years on the on the XG, obviously not where you wanted to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, what uh, what are you thinking for this year? Are you going to be a little uh, intimidated riding riding for the King of Cool? Or I mean, what's uh, what, what's that going to be like? Man, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, why, like, why not? You know, getting to work with uh, with Kenny, so such like a good opportunity for me. Um, I mean, seems like a, a straight up guy and uh, and solid dude, right? So um, to get to ride an Indian, just gonna go out there and you know see what happens. But uh, but yeah, definitely high expectations, and um, yeah, it should be good. Like the bike feels pretty good. Like it seems like it turns left pretty well. <laughs> Which I know from racing against it since like that thing come came out, you know, it's been uh been a struggle trying to beat it. Um so yeah, it'd be nice to get to race one for once. Uh, yeah. Well, we figured you didn't come to the winter throwdown because you didn't want to lose your ride this early in the season getting beat by your your crew. <laughs> so what was going on, man? Well what'd you do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> man, I know. I caught a little cold this weekend and um 
I knew Kenny was bringing out the framer, and I, I got a framer out here too. I'm getting ready, but it wasn't quite ready yet, and so didn't wasn't ready, you know. But uh, um, yeah, no, it was sick to see Kenny out there, and uh, sound like some guys were throwing down, throwing punches, and <laughs> sound like a sound like a good show. So it would have been rad to make it, but uh, I'll definitely make her out next year. Yeah, dude, it was right up your alley. I mean, anytime there's a punches thrown, shoving going on, I just think of like Sammy. <laughs> Old school Sammy back in the day, Salem Indoor, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you missed out, dude. You would have loved it. It was right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, next year for sure. Yeah. Uh, we got Noah Chambers here, man, and he's um, he's a big Tinder guy. And we were we were talking about the whole Tinder thing, and Noah had a, had a Tinder question for you. Mm, yeah, what's that? <laughs> yeah, so how invested are you? Like, I know how many matches I got, man. I've been hitting it for years now, you know what I mean? It's a big part of my life. <laughs> big part of the game um so i'm like man i wonder how invested he is you hit it you hit it pretty hard or what nah man you know i'm uh slowing down in my old age and uh you know every once in a while i like to swipe right and turn left but um but but i uh, you know i'm pretty focused on this whole dirt bike thing and um yeah <laughs> i don't know man like uh, i, I kind of prefer i prefer hinge actually so like it's a better app <laughs> yeah when you're bouncing around you know going all over the the matches pop up you know if you stay in one town for a while they kind of simmer down but as soon as you're on the road shoot they come rolling in <laughs> oh yeah i know all about that road life <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have i have no idea what you guys are talking about i've, I've been married forever yeah i don't know what this tinder tander whatever whatever this stuff is but uh yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get back to the yeah, no, you lucky. We'll get back to the ranking <laughs> stuff here for a lucky. sec. Uh, yeah, so obviously I was kind of there, um, but obviously riding for the Harley Factory was a big uh, big honor. Um, you know, you and I are, are close and close to the same age. You know, so we kind of grew up same era, same same time, and um, obviously riding for riding for the factory was always the goal. Um, you know, you got that spot uh, a few years ago, obviously a uh, little bit different, um, you know, with XG instead of the old XR. Um, but, you know, how, I mean, we all know how that went, but I mean, going into that, what did, did it go how you thought? I mean, or were you going, shit, I don't know what these guys' problem is. I'm going to go out and win on this thing. Uh, you know, like, what was what was kind of your mindset going into that? Was it like, man, I, I know this is this is going to be a development process, or I'm going to get on this thing and kick everybody's ass? I mean, what was uh, what was that like? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, a huge honor. I mean, especially for me. Like I've uh, been around a long time, and then had to you know ran my own team for so long, and kind of especially there the last few years, uh, was really feeling like I was you know overlooked for a lot of rides and stuff like that, and. Um, and so to finally get the call up for the factory Harley spot was like definitely a dream come true to, to get that, to get to ride for Harley. Like I was sure that I would never ride for Harley Davidson. I'm like, I think like even Mike kid told me, he was like, man, you know, I was just one of them guys too. Like I just knew, you know, Harley was never going to hire me. And, um, but yeah, anyway, so to get that call was good. And, um, when went in like, pretty cautiously optimistic like but i had like came in with a good belief that that i could do it um partially because i wanted to come in like not doubting it just so i could give it a full full solid effort and um and just felt like 
it was a huge opportunity. If I was able to actually win on that thing, like it would be pretty, pretty rad after the last struggle that they've had. Um, but then, yeah, no, like obviously it was a bit, it was a bit worse than, um, I thought it would, I thought we would progress better, but it was like, we never really made much progress. Um, which was the frustrating part, even from the first, like the start of the first year to till the last race, the bike honestly didn't really work any better. Maybe a little bit here, better here and there, but that thing was just so track specific. And then they made it so fast to where sure. Like if we're on a hooked up Springfield mile, I could be in the hunt or whatever. Um, but it still would go back to, you know, whatever weed sport and show up with 110 horsepower and, <laughs> and like, not like, like not even like just be out to lunch and Jay, Jay Maloney or whoever's passing you, you know, it's like, so, um, a little ways in, it was sort of like, okay, reset the expectations and the top five is a win. And, um, so it was just like, yeah, it was a definitely a different, different situation for me. Um, not being able to be in the hunt and, uh, for two years as well. So it was like, man, uh, it was a long time. Um, you know, and so I'm definitely ready to get back to, uh, being in the hunt. And, uh, you know, there was like this whole stretch of years. It was me, you know, you, you, Jake and, uh, me is like for that stretch of years, uh, going down to the wire for the championship. And then I just, I need to get back to that form going for the championship, man. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I think, I, I think, uh, I think you, obviously we've had some serious battles over the years, like you said, and uh, now you guys are just battling for tenth instead of the win. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know. Like me and uh, I think I was worse this year. Like I was, I wasn't even close to Sammy this year, really. Yeah, yeah. it's track dependent, right? Like certain tracks were better for your bike, maybe, or for your style, and then um, yeah, certain tracks that will hog would work pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy how that works, and uh, like you said. Uh, you know, I was, I rode the Harley for a year and, uh, you know, even kind of the same thing on the Yamaha this year, it's like a lot of things changed, you know, different chassis, different engine combinations, just like so many different things, but the end result was the same. The bike was maybe different to ride, maybe a little easier to ride in some places, but still coming you know, off the first practice session, you look down, you're you're a half a second to three quarters of a second off the pace. It's like, how's that even possible? Like, it's not even the same yeah. motorcycle, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's just all part of development. You know, you just got to run, run through all the all the options and all the pieces. But yeah, as a racer, yeah, for sure. you know, and like you said, you're used to running up front. You know, I'm was was used to running up front, and when things don't happen overnight, it gets it gets frustrating. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, you know, especially all the, like, all the guys are working so hard, all them guys, you know, I don't want to take anything away from their effort. Like I had a great time over there at Harley, like Terry Vance and the whole crew at Vance and Hines, they were all good to me the whole two years. Harley was great. Like everybody had the same, same goal in mind. So it was just a, and all like, you know, all the Harley faithful, man, I loved being a Harley rider. It was, it was sick. And, uh, but, but yeah, so it was just, just a bummer. I couldn't turn it around for them. We couldn't collectively turn it around. Um, you know, hopefully they get it going this year. I'm sure they will have some better success this year. Um, and, uh, with some of the changes they've been making and kind of the direction stuff was headed. So 
that'll be good. Um, but yeah, I just wish it was me, man. And like, especially that last Springfield mile, like that was my shot. I was able to draft in, into the lead, like, um, cause I think it was so fast. I could just draft and take the lead, but didn't play out. So it was a bummer to kind of squander my chance of, of being the first dude to win on that thing. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I'm sure like, I bet you Brian gets it done this year at Springfield on that thing. Honestly, like it's pretty fast and they'll make it a little better. And, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be tough there. Yeah, I mean, were there any racetracks going into this season after riding the bike that you thought, man, this thing's going to be sick at this track? Or did you think it was going to suck at a certain track and maybe it was good? Like, what track going into this season or going into the weekend did you have high expectations where it kind of backfired a bit? You're like thinking you're going to do well and you went out and you just couldn't get it going. Um, man, like, uh, it's typically worked when it had grip, but then like, at, except for at rapid city, cause you had to turn, you have to turn so much there. Um, like, but, uh, I kind of knew, like, I mean, I knew like if there was grip basically. So like, and, and the faster tracks. So, um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Paris, easy, Paris, like, you yo. guys are in the mix and Paris, I thought was kind of slick. It, it's kind of weird. Like after Paris, I'm like, man, that thing's a, clay track bike and then all of a sudden it was like you guys seem to struggle with it on the clay tracks right right good point so i think uh, like a lot of that had to do with just not having to turn it so i think if paris was going to be around the bottom like it typically is uh but the line went to the high that, that i would have sucked i sucked on the bottom but the line went to the top and you didn't have to turn it very sharp you could just let that thing roll and so i didn't really have to ask too much of my bike to pivot around a tight corner or a tight flat corner um, where you really have to ask a lot of the bike to churn and hook up. Like it was so flowing around the top that you could just let it roll and uh, not break that thing in half, like get it sideways. So I think that's that and the banking, just helping the bike churn really, really helped there. Cause like the Indians just like, that's, I feel like where they're so much stronger than the Harleys. Like they just turn left so well, it's just a turn left and hook up and go like effortlessly when uh, it's more of a, uh, fighting it otherwise on the, the other brands i think yeah for sure like yeah i mean I, I went through the same thing you would think uh you know the places you'd think it wouldn't work like you said and that's a that's a good point what you brought up because i felt the same thing you know with that bike and and the same with the yamaha it's like like buffalo chip is not a ton of grip there but they're all just point and shoot corners you stop and you go and like you said, right. the, like the longer you're turning that thing and on the side of the tire, it just it just does not like it. Like it just wants to go straight, turn real quick and go straight again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's all behind you now. And uh, <laughs> right, right. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully able to jump. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully better things for for Slam and Sammy in the future. But uh, so, obviously, you know, being on an Indian now, being in the mix, uh, you know, Slam and Sammy's been been pretty calm over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, we might see a, see a little bit of that fire back, uh, you know. So obviously you and I have had some had some pretty intense battles over the years some run ins. And and, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. What's the hardest? What's the hardest you've ever been hit at Lima, Jake? Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, turn, <laughs> turn three. Probably, what was it? 2010, 11, turn three, four, yeah. first lap of the dash. dash. I, yeah. I thought I was, uh, yeah, I thought I was going in the cheap seats. But 
<laughs> but hey, I was like, I was just wide open on the gas, and I was like, whoa, 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 this guy stopped and turned here. <laughs> yeah, I heard it the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> so well, obviously, there's there's been some times, you know. I, you know, I think uh, we've always had a, a mutual respect for each other, but I'm not going to lie. There were some times where it was like, man, Sammy's in my heat race. Damn it. You know, I can't get away from this guy. But <laughs> has, uh, has there ever been anybody like that for you? Has there has there ever been like somebody that you just did not like racing with? Just, you know, w- whether it was, you know, they ran into you or what you guys had some issues off the track, whatever it was. Is there is there somebody that... Uh, you know, just slamming Sammy just did not like to, to slam with. Uh, man, I feel like there, there is, I'm trying to remember who like the sketchy person is that I hate, hate riding with, but initially <laughs> when you just bring up like who you like rival with or battle with, like, I was just thinking of like, man, it was just like them, them, them years back in the early, uh, 2010s that it was just me and me would be at like all of these races, um, just all these little fair races and whatever, and just always button heads and going head to head with him. So, um, back when I was, you know, winning nationals and running up front, we'd be battling at the nationals. We'd be battling at them races. So a lot of running in with a lot of runnings with old me's like, uh, on that stuff. And, um, yeah, like some sketchy riders here and there, but, but, uh, yeah, nothing else comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, I know there's been some Joe, Joe Cop moments. There's been some Henry Wiles moments. There's been some good ones. I mean, dude, you're not like, I mean, growing up for me, it was like you were the entertainment a lot of the time. And, um, you know, you were just such an aggressive rider. And you still you still have some aggression to you. Like, we see it when you're competitive. And, um, you know, d- does your aggression level change when you're up front running for wins than when it you're kind of running fifth through eighth? Like, um, how does that change a little bit? This was delivered to my house. What are you getting, a pizza? Uh, no worries. Sorry about that. No, it's like one of my neighbors apparently got one of my packages delivered to his house. <laughs> anyway, so back to uh, the question at hand. Yeah, no, for sure. Like when I'm not, <laughs> sorry about that. When I'm not in the mix, like it's like, yeah, like I'm not going to try and, no, like I'll risk it for the biscuit is what I'm saying. So yeah, when I'm up in the pointy end, uh, you know, it'll be, you know, a little different, I'm sure, but still I'm more, uh, you know, I think I've learned a little bit over the years on how to navigate my way around the other vehicles in front of me without <laughs> making contact. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. No, uh, just kind of, you just have to tune in, man. It should be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's different, uh, different levels. I I know what you mean. Like you're battling for 14th, 15th place, you know, it's, you're going to take the guy out in front of you for an extra 20 bucks or, you know, although although I think there's some pretty heavy battles with Vandercourt for 14th on the old HD. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of us wanted 14th. We're so hard for 13th. So, but, uh, What about a uh, Springfield Mile? I think it was last year. You <laughs> you were getting lapped, and uh, I think me you guys are battling. Like I think your bikes are like the mapping. I don't know something was wrong where you guys were like 
going 50 mile an hour down the straightaways and <laughs> you and whoever were battling for like 17th and, and the, the leaders came around to lap you and you didn't move out of the way at all because every point matters baby it was like <laughs> you didn't want to be the last hardly out there well if you're battling with your teammate that's that's a different story it doesn't matter what place you're in you want to be the top top guy coming back to the truck so yeah that was well yeah no that was funny because that that day we were all running the top all day and so um so I like I thought I was moving out of the way to get to the bottom, but I, the line had changed, I guess, and I didn't know. <laughs> didn't Beast give you the finger when he went by? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did. I thought he was just waving, but uh, maybe maybe it was the finger wave. Not very nice. <laughs> um, well, what's your you know what's your favorite slam moment? Like, what's one guy that you just went in there and just t-boned and just it was satisfying to you? Like heat of the battle moment or whatever guy you didn't like cleaned them out, won the race. Um, biggest one I've seen as a fan, I guess you could say, or fellow rider was when you passed Wiles on the last lap to win Lima. Um, you didn't slam him, but yeah, that seemed like a pretty satisfying win with the uh, extent of the battle that took place with five to go. I love watching that race. I'll go watch it a lot, but what's the, what's your favorite, like, you know, satisfying moment um, and something like that? Man, yeah, initially when you started describing that, uh, the question, I was like, oh, yeah, Lima going across the line with my middle finger in the air at Wiles for, for, for like, taking out my front end down the back stretch. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, so that race was epic. Um, so that, I don't know, I guess that's what came to mind. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Um, what other uh, close, like, national wins were, were – because, um, I mean, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, I know, like, back, I had some good battles with, uh, like, Mies for the win at Old Bulls Gap, Tennessee, but I don't think it came down to the last lap or anything, but that was like, a pretty sick race on that high-banked uh, Tennessee track, and we were going back and forth, and it was my first Twins win, so it was, that was pretty special, so I'll go with, go with that. It was solid. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's a... I have a, you know, I, I can think of a million Slam and Sammy moments over the years, but uh, <laughs> I was just thinking there's so many, all the rate, all the races at like our age, like they kind of blend together. It's like, man, it's like I forgot about that whole entire year. Basically, it's like you've been at this a long time. It's like, is it set in how old you actually are? <laughs> man, younger than me. Well, my age or whatever. Yeah, well, I've been kind of like taking these last couple of years off, so I feel like I just get to start start over and uh, <laughs> start pushing again now. Give a good, give her a good push and, uh, and 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 try and leave it leave leave the sport where I got like no regrets, right? I laid all all on the line and uh, try and hopefully um, you know get what I'm looking for and uh, and come out healthy out, out the other side, right? Like it's been uh, obviously a bit rough for some you know with injuries and whatnot and uh yeah so i guess that's that's the goal yeah i mean now if you start slamming people you got mike tyson uh kenny coolbeth as your crew chief to back you up <laughs> you know how to throw a punch so uh <laughs> but um that could yeah. come in handy honestly like i've needed that from time to time so i mean uh yeah no it's, it'll be good to have cools in my corner for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be more nervous uh of his wife, Jen. I, th I think she's the, the, the secret fighter of the group. I think she's, uh, I feel like if somebody comes over to your pits or something after the race, I think Kenny's going to hesitate, but I think Jen will be right up there on the front lines, ready, ready to go to battle. 
<laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I can see that. I'm still still getting to know the whole crew over there. Um, but yeah, it's been a good experience so far. Yeah. So uh, kind of changing gears a little bit. Um, you've gotten the chance to go to Rossi's Ranch. Uh, what last two or three years? I would say. Um, how's uh, how's that experience been? I mean, obviously that guy's. You know, I mean. A legend, obviously. I mean, that's an understatement. But uh, you know, what's uh, obviously we, we've we've all watched over the last couple of years. I mean, what's something about that race, that event, something about Rossi that uh, you know some people might not know or 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 what? I mean, obviously, uh, we we would all think Americans going over there, um, you know, would have the upper hand. But I mean. Do you guys actually have a fair shake? I mean, do you do they kind of give you an okay bike, or you know, what's what's kind of that whole whole experience been like? Yeah, it's been so cool. Like um, from the get go, when we first went there, it was such a cool vibe, like a cool feel when you roll down that hill down into the track. It's 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 epic, like overlooking the track, and then. Uh, like from the when we first started going there it was uh like the the ranch there was um like a little smaller and like it was like a there was always like a wood fire going it smelled like wood smoke and um every year it's been getting bigger and bigger they've been like building and adding on and more riders are coming and getting more professional like now I got to get you know, get your FIM license to go and um so every year it's like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more professional um so it's been cool to be there for a lot of the process of of that race but uh yeah as far as the bikes and going there and um like man you see like those guys were just out there riding again last weekend and they're just constantly out there dialing in their bikes and pushing themselves and and the track is really like a full road race track as far as the elevations and the turns and curbing and like full road race layout with quite a bit of elevation that caught JD off guard this year a bit. And, um, but then like on the slippery Daytona style dirt when it's slick. And so the combination of all that, and then just, uh, jumping on a 450 that, you know, may, may or may not have the steering like stops cut a back bit. So you can like the, it's just so easy to get it snap sideways on that slippery dirt. And then like them guys just hold it right there, like on the lock stops sideways, all the time. So they're pretty comfortable and like pushing pretty hard. So, and with, uh, just jumping on a bike over there, it's sometimes a bit challenging to, to get up to speed, but there's, there's plenty of riding throughout the weekend. So you get to get a handle of it. And, uh, especially this year, they gave us, um, uh, we got to ride on Friday. Like, um, usually we just show up on like Saturday, ride Saturday, Sunday, race Sunday. But, uh, but yeah, we got an extra day Friday. So, was good like when jd came off the track the first time he was he was not that stoked with he thought it would be like yeah, it was just pretty challenging to get the hang of initially because of how technical it is um and a pretty long course like over two minute lap times so uh yeah it's a it's a big challenge but so rad like there's a ton of no gp guys out there pushing themselves and rossi's hella cool like uh we have like a big dinner at his house um after saturday I mean, not at his house, at his uh, restaurant, excuse me. And uh, and he's there, like, till freaking, like, I got to go to bed because it's 2 a.m. He's he's there, like, DJing and just having a good time. Like, uh, and so, yeah, he, he's, he's a freaking legend, like, old school legend. Like, they can hang out and party down and then show up the next day and kick all your asses. Like, he's legit. Like, he won, I think, pretty much both days this year. And 
it was out later than anyone probably just like <laughs> Springer. Yeah. He's, a, he's a legend <laughs> for sure. So it's cool to get to hang with him, man. I hope he keeps doing it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys had uh, had a little better shake at it this year. I mean, you had JD as a teammate, um, which I'm sure helped uh, helped a lot. I mean, last year you had what? Thunder is your teammate. No, I mean, not taking anything from Thunder. You know, I, I know he was. Probably, he still he still talks about it. You know, obviously to this day. Um, but uh, do you uh, you know any plans of uh, next year yet? I mean, obviously. It's early. I'm, I'm sure that stuff all comes together late. But um, here's here's a good question: If if you were to take anybody from the U.S., if you had your pick for a teammate, for a teammate, um, obviously you had JD this year. Would it be JD again, or I mean, is there somebody else that uh, that you'd want on your team? Yeah, man, JD for sure. Like we're both Washington boys, and he's yeah. I mean, kind of shown that he's he's top level on TTs, and uh, he's got. You know, he's got the road race experience. And like I said, it's almost a road race track over there. So a lot of that comes in, um, how to like set up, like the angles to take and how to anyways. So yeah, like JD for sure. He's, he's, he's legit. And he was, he was quick, man. Like, uh, he was, he was quick by the end. He was quicker than me. Um, uh, so, and I had been there a few times, so he's a, he's a tough cookie on MTTs, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully try and step it up. Sometimes I try and work on, uh, yeah, like practicing my right handers a bit before I go there as well. I, I know the first time I went there, Rossi was like, you're pretty good on the left. He was like, ah, he's like, not so much on the right. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're a guy that doesn't make any excuses, you know, when you lose or if you get slammed into or didn't have a good race, uh, where'd you get that mentality? I don't know, man. I'm getting up, you know, I think once you start getting up in the plus 30 class and stuff, I think you start getting a little more whiny. So we'll see, man. We'll see how that goes. I might, might start whining a bit here. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can uh, relate to that one. You know, yeah, the brakes don't work. I got the wrong grips. The seat pad's too stiff, you know. <laughs> you definitely get a lot more picky in your old age for sure. But yeah, yeah. Can't just send it like we used to when we were 19 now we got to like uh, dial it in a little better and then send it <laughs> what is uh what's willie halber been up to we know he's a listener of the show and he was pretty big in your racing career obviously that's your father but what has he been up to and did he make it to any races this year i don't know if i see him at all yeah oh wild billy he uh <laughs> when he just called me today he was working on my uh my honda framer back home we're uh getting it ready for the one show uh out in portland this year um, and yeah, now he's been, uh, doing his thing, man. We got, uh, Jethro's son, Caleb living at the house and, and uh, his mother, Ashley. So it's been nice how, for them to have their grandson around. And, uh, yeah, he, he actually rode out to, he rode his, um, he bought a, one of them big touring motorcycles and rode it out to Sturgis this year. Um, that's right. I, I did see him at Sturgis. That's right. Yeah. 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 So he rode out there and, uh, I think he drove, we did maybe a couple of California events or, Dude, yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. I'll be yeah. scrolling through Facebook, man. If I need a good laugh, I'll see a Willie comment, man. It's just like <laughs> to the point, sarcastic, just maybe not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear is what, uh, is what Willie. <laughs> Dude, he's so, so witty, really. Yeah, he's hella witty. That's where I get all my good one, one-liners from him. <laughs> the, the, the best, uh, well, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's way better than this, but this is what comes to mind. The, the best Willie Halbert moment that, I can remember 
Michael Locke would lose his shit if this happened today. I think he got told to, to cover it up or whatever at the time, but I think it was back 2010 or something like that. I think it was in Prescott, Arizona. We roll up to staging and practice, and Willie's got his collared shirt on, but it's just fully unbuttoned, and his T-shirt underneath, you know, like Hello Kitty? He has a Hello Titty T-shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we all see this in the practice line. We're just losing it. And uh, I think somebody said something to him, you know, at some point, hey, man, button your shirt up or whatever. But it's funny. Probably oh. be, he'd probably be banned for life. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny because he probably, he probably didn't even do it on purpose. So no, no, it was probably it was being Willie. Like it was just... <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, you've been around for a while. We've talked about that. Um, you've uh, you've seen the sport kind of progress a little bit and change quite a bit. You know, what's um what's one change that AFT has made? over the past few years that you really like and then to follow that up what's what's one change that you kind of hate i mean me personally to kind of give you an idea i don't like the format i don't like the heat semi main event deal i like having two chances to make the main that was kind of how how it always been growing up and now there's provisionals and all this other stuff um what's one change you like and what's one change that you kind of you're not a big fan of um man like honestly, for the most part, I try and uh, I try and really just focus on myself, uh, me, myself, and I, <laughs> and not uh, get too wrapped up in that. Because um, like you know, it's it's their series and we're playing in it. But to some extent, they do they do listen. I try to stay involved and give all the good feedback I can. Um, but uh, I guess the one thing that comes to mind just from this last year was how much the singles were out there, like the singles were running out there more than anyone. And like what they were doing heats and semis and, and mains. And, uh, and there was so many like different heats and different semis or whatever. It was just a lot of singles out there. And especially because they would crash so much that um, there'd be a lot of delays. And so I just felt like that wasn't ideal and that we were having too long drug out shows because, because of that. Um, and then, yeah, just otherwise, like the direction they're taking it, it's hard to uh, quantify that into words. I just read Locke's interview and in, uh, article in Cycle News yesterday, um, so I was interested to see what he had to say, um, you know, because it's obviously, I feel like there's been a lot of pushback or a lot of people being negative about this big Super Twins change, But and so I'm trying to, to understand it, you know, I'm trying to remain optimistic that it's going to be great, and they're going to it's going to go the way they want it and we're going to all be rock star millionaires and all that jazz. But, uh, um, it kind of, kind of like, it feels like every change along the way, there's been that kind of pushback. So is, is it just that again, you know, every change along the way that's actually been good. Um, we had a lot of pushback, so maybe, maybe this will be good in the long run, hopefully. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure for you, Jake, you gotta be pissed. Like it's like (laughs) making it like, I would be pissed if I was you and, uh, it's, 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 so for that, for like, when you get into that situation, which could happen to happen to any one of us, yeah, it sucks. And so I don't, I don't know, um, like time will tell on how it all shakes out, but, uh, just kind of, I guess, like I said, focus on my own deal and let it shake out and see what happens. I just hope that it doesn't take away anything. I hope it doesn't, I hope it goes well and it doesn't lower the prestige of, of the premier class. I mean, we already have premier riders jump dropping down. So it is a little bit taken away from the premier class already. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think of all those guys jumping back? I mean, what, did the wild thing surprise you? I mean, 
what uh what were your thoughts on how that's you think that that's a bummer i mean for for those guys i mean i mean it's yeah it's it's like you can look at like i was saying you can look at it a lot of different ways it's a bummer and it's taking the premier rider out of the premier premier class or you know maybe locks longer vision and it is all going to come good and really you have to be like a an elite rider and and more ways than just run more ways than one to really like set yourself up with with a good team and having the relations to allow yourself to have a good team and having the um and eventually the cream will rise to the top and hopefully it goes that way and and it, and it gets more MotoGP-esque because that's essentially like I feel like what they're trying to do, and so um, hopefully it goes that way. But like, dude, time will tell, man. I don't know. Like, a big, uh, a big question mark there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I see it. I, I I understand it. I think it's a little early. Um, you know, I I think it would be easier to go or easier transition if they if they told us that last year and gave us you know a, a two three year plan instead of jumping right into it because i mean i guess there's some teams popping up and some rides popping up but i mean until yeah i don't know i, I just don't feel like we have the 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 structure in the in the paddock yet you know i mean there's there's more teams in a sense than ever but not if you know what i mean like I just don't feel like there's, uh, you know, enough quality. I can't say quality. I, I, it's hard to explain. Yeah. But, you know, I just, you know, long story short, I just don't think we're there yet. I see the vision. I see how it can be good. But, um, you know, I think they needed to do a little more work on the backside and kind of build to it instead of instead of just jumping right into it. But that's coming from a guy that's on the outside looking in. So I'm bitter and pissed off. So right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, bl- I don't blame you, man. I've been saying it sucks, dude. I hope you get something going, man. Like, uh, just buy one of them Indians. Ain't that much money. Just throw down 50 G's and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and come, come out, bro. Come rinse with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you accepting, uh, uh, resumes? I mean, you be looking to sponsor a, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm st- I'm still working on it. You're, uh, yeah. You, you might still see me there. There still might be some some Jake Johnson, uh, Sammy Halbert battles still still left in the in the tank. Where so. was that Springfield oh. TP? You guys took each other. Oh, out. all right. Well, let's let's tell that story. <laughs> I'll give my version. I'll give my version. Uh, yeah, but, I want to hear this, dude. What the hell yeah. was that about? But no, it, obviously it's all good. We can laugh and joke about it now. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure at the at the time I wasn't that pumped on it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think whatever it was that year, it was like every dash for cash, Sammy Halbert was running up the side of me, you know? And, uh, I remember like, for some reason it it seemed like every dash for cash I was in, like I'd, I'd rip the whole shot and then, you know, turn three and four or one and two on the next lap. I just hear a bike wide open and I'm, I'm all of a sudden turning right. And, uh, so anyway, we, you know, we've had a lot of run-ins that year and, uh, I forget what it was. It was Springfield short track and it was, uh, in practice. And I think, uh, I think Mies, or I think Mies was leading the points, or you might have been leading the points, or whatever it was. And I was, I was out right after you, and uh, I was feeling really good that day. And I think the first session, you know, I kind of took off, and you know, was able to run you down, and like through like a late like pass, like kind of ran up off the inside of the track and skated up in front of you, kind of like a kind of a weird weird pass or whatever. And 
then you know the next session goes by and then the last session the track was getting super slick and I got I got to you like on the last lap going into turn three and you got way sideways in the middle of three and four and uh, I kind of already had a run and I was like man should I shut the gas off and I'm yeah. like now nah, I, I kind of got a good lap going I'm just gonna go and I remember I ran we had both ended up going down I ran up the side of you and I low sided and sent you into a big old flipping high side and uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it might've been a little overkill, I guess, but it was like, kind of like, you know, I owed you one, I guess, but, um, yeah, but no, I was, we'll have to, have to, have to come up with that picture. I have a picture from that crash. My bike is, it's like practice. I yeah. My bike straight upside, upside yeah. down, just tumbling down the front straight away. That's why I never knew. Like, I was like, what the hell happened there? I was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh. I guess I, I, these are my my slamming moments. I, I don't have as have that very many, but I remember uh, what was it 2016? I think when I was back with Zanotti in uh, Daytona, and I remember I was fast the first night on the pole and just totally blew it and ended up I think sixth or seventh or something. I think you won the first night, and uh, second night. You know, I was on it again, got a good start, and I think we were kind of bad on a little bit. And, um, you know, it seemed to me you kind of like threw like a, you know, kind of a block pass on me or whatever, like on coming out of turn four or something. And I, I don't know what happened. I just snapped. And uh, I just twisted that thing to the locks and went into turn one. And I remember running up over the inside berm. And uh, I mean, it was a, it was a legal like short track stuff. It wasn't like a T-bone or anything. But, but I just remember like, just something snapped and I'm like, I'm not shutting the gas off until I'm past this guy. And, you know, it, it ended up all working out for me or whatever, but, um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of those moments. So it was, uh, it was kind of funny. Like, like I said, me and you have had some pretty, pretty knockdown drag out battles over the years. And, uh, it's, uh, it's cool. We could both laugh about it now, you know? Yeah, for sure. That was that was just sick because it was it was for the lead at a national. Like we're duking it out. Like you you freaking slammed me good for the lead at a national, which was that's where it was like sick. I remember it at the time because I was like, wow, that's rad. We like we're like risking crashing and we're trying to win a national. I was like yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah, it's funny how like uh, you know I'm sure we've all had those moments. Like you don't even you know you, you get fired up for a second. You don't even think about the. Uh, you know, the consequences, like, like you said, it's like, okay, well, obviously second is a whole lot better than laying on the ground, but you know, you just get those moments where it's like, I'm crashing or I'm passing this guy, you know, it's, it's, uh, well, the cool thing about Sammy is like we were saying earlier, he doesn't really like he slams, but he accepts the slam back. You know, I've never seen you really get bent out of shape when somebody hits you back. And, um, that says a lot, man. I mean, you're going to dish it out. You got to be willing to take it. And you've always been able to take it from what I've seen. Yeah, it just depends, right? Like there's a time and a place and every once in a while there's someone younger's out there trying to prove a point and, and, and not, you know, but, uh, but, um, so some of that stuff happens out back home on the West coast every once in a while, but yeah, no, all good. And, uh, sounds like I have that effect on you, Jake, or I just get under your skin a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. It's just one of those guys that I, you know, you're just one of those guys, like you know, when when you're racing with Sammy Halbert, it's he's soft it's, now. It's he's time soft to, now. Sammy don't hit soft. anybody anymore. Well, no, no, it's it, like we talked about. You're not gonna you're not gonna slam somebody unless it's your teammate for 14th place. You know, it's All like right. there's a, 
but uh but yeah but back to that like you know obviously everybody we race against you know you kind of have a different battle with different guys and i know when i'm racing sammy it's you know it's going to be it's going to be a battle the gloves you know? are on yeah yeah I, you know i'm not trying to <laughs> take hurt him but you know it's like you know we're, we're about to get it on <laughs> yep yep Oh, yeah, same way always with Brad, too, right? Man, that guy was a battler as well. Yeah. yeah. Some of those battles that you guys yeah. had at that uh, Salem Indoor, Looks I would painful. watch. Dude, I would watch some videos over the winter and go, <laughs> you know, what did it pay for? Right, 100 bucks to win that thing? It's like <laughs> you, David, Brad. It's, it's like sawing legs off. Oh, my God. Like, what What, what are you guys doing? Like, Daytona's like in a month. Like, <laughs> chill out. But, but yeah, you just just get in the moment, and like you said, you Cry, know, man. I'm you know you and Brad and Davis, like you guys grew up racing each other, you know, most of your careers. So it's like, it doesn't matter if it's for a hundred bucks or a trophy or a million or just the bragging rights. Yeah. You know, you you want to you want to beat the, the the other guy just as bad. So it's uh, <laughs> those are always always pretty fun to watch with you three. Yeah, no doubt, man. Back in those days, it was like crazy. We got so good at like running. We could run into each other, but just bounce <laughs> off each other like bumper cars and just no problem. Like we had main events where we just we like we come off, we all just like we come off, we all find each other and just be laughing. Like how do we how do we just do that? Just like run into each other nonstop and no one crashes. Like <laughs> some good some sick battles out there for sure. Well. Appreciate you taking time to talk to us, man. We got one more segment we do every episode called the higher low line. We're going to ask you two questions, uh, give you two different options, this or that, and then um, pick one and tell us a reason why. Uh, the first one is the Harley Davidson XR750 or the Indian FTR750. Which one? Is that like a standard question you ask every week? You got your like, oh, standard question reading off there? It's kind of, well, it's kind of standard. We've kind of, yeah, I mean, we kind of give two, two different bikes. I mean, obviously XR, you've, you've had a lot of success on an XR, ridden a lot. I mean, obviously you don't have a ton of time on an FTR. Um, You're picking one to go to Lima. What are you picking? Well, that's not fair. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You didn't think you'd pick the XR? Well, I got LZ just finished up a fresh XR motor for me. It's like brand new. I'm like, dude, I know I could take this thing to Lima and just slay. I'm like, this thing could win Lima, but it would also destroy it in the same at the same time. So I'm like, eh, we'll probably just shelver, shelver. Yeah, those things are a bit too expensive and fragile to to drag out anymore. So uh, here's a good one: Henry Wiles or Joe Cop. Like for what? What are we doing? Like, what's the occasion? What's the occasion? <laughs> what's the occasion? <laughs> Man, I guess that could go either way. Biggest rival. Biggest rival. Yeah. Man, uh, I mean, it's such a tough call, right? They were like at different. I feel like maybe a little different eras, right? Like, it was cool. Like coming up, Cop was like really supportive and and of me, which was rad. Like helpful as like uh, you know I was. Uh, like just a kid coming up and anyway so uh but then that turned into beef eventually but uh <laughs> uh but dude i don't know man but i don't know what it's, yeah they're both, both great dudes <laughs> so, so it's cool because we're all good now like it's it's funny it's like i've had major beefs with both those guys over the years but enough years go by and we're just we're all we're all good so it's nice 
I like the one of you and Wiles. I forget where it is, but he pulls you off on the back straightaway, and he's he's yelling at you. It's all on camera. Like it's, it's, oh, yes. <laughs> Flat Track Live posted. That was epic. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good yeah. one. I like that one a lot. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. I got a good one. The um, so you've had two pretty epic race rigs as a privateer: the Cool Bus or the Black Pearl. Dude, I mean, you got to go with the original. I mean, the cool bus just has that cool factor, and uh, that was just the that, that was the years. That's how we got it done. But uh, so I'll go with the cool bus. But if I'm looking for comfort, yeah, I would maybe go with the black pro. But, but. So the cool bus was a school bus. They transformed into a race rig, and they took the s and the h off or whatever made it the cool bus and the black pearl was this i don't even know what it was this gnarly looking truck had like a ton of it looked like it was gonna do a wheelie yeah. every, every time he pulled out of the pits had like massive like i don't know dude like the wheels were all sucked underneath of it it's like it's like a that was the old willie belt willie belt motorhome uh semi-truck motorhome conversion man it got the job done she's a she's still running strong to this day <laughs> that's right up my alley <laughs> yep. here's one it's probably uh yeah i could probably i could probably guess your answer on this one but uh daytona short track or daytona tt man it is so sick being at the daytona tt like going up on the banking that is sick but uh i mean i'm i'm all about them wins and uh daytona short track is a pretty special place for all you and i there jake <laughs> So I don't even know. Like I got like three or four. I'm not even sure. You probably like more than that. Even I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I think I had how many wins. I think I had four at the stadium and then two at the at the new place. So you got me beat at the at the Ooh. new. That's pretty <laughs> legit though, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my claim to fame. You know, I'm no uh, no king of Peoria or anything, but I got six wins at Daytona. <laughs> so hey. <laughs> Nope. Uh, Sammy, so you just pull up to a new town, right? You, you're, you're in town for something. You got Tinder or Bumble? What you going for? Dude, you got to do both, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel you on that. So you both, you both you swipe right, turn left, same motto. <laughs> That's a good one. You should get that on your leathers, man. That's a good one. Totally. <laughs> Well, you talked about mountain biking earlier. I know you mountain bike a lot with like Thunder and Jared Meese here and there and Brian Smith. You're going, uh, you got a bet in a mountain bike race between Thunder and Brian Smith. Who are you picking? Well, man, again, it depends on the location. Um, I think like over here in our home turf of Tallahassee, dude, ain't no one got a chance. But, uh, but if we go up into Brian's neck of the woods, he'll be, he'll be strong. But, uh, uh, right now, Thunder's beasting out. He's like just been pedaling every day, pounding IPAs at lunch, and then pedaling <laughs> some more. So uh, Thunder, Thunder is ready right now for mountain bike world championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not much of a mountain biker, or have ever seen him mountain bike, but I've heard some stories and kind of not not his lifestyle, but I know his habits and like you wouldn't think he's much of an athlete, but I mean that guy can can shred on a mountain bike for sure. Um, it's but. funny, like I got to stick a heart rate monitor on that guy. We're like pounding up this hill and the trails, and, and I'm like maxed out, you know, 185 heart rate or something. He'd just be like, he'd just be like just zipping on through and like, just keep going. Hey man, where you at, bro? I think, I think he just lets it go up to 200. Like <laughs> I have Noah over here. He's whispering in my ear, "Who's thunder?" 
<laughs> well, I think you. I think you and Thunder would be pretty good boys. Yeah, yeah. I think you should Thunder. You'd like him. He's I'm to shake that guy's hand. Yeah, he's, he's a hell of a dude. Bringing him for a hug. <laughs> How would you describe Thunder, Sammy? Dude, I mean, his name says it all, right? No, I mean, he's just a uh, video bro. He's a he's a video moto bro. You know, typical typical Florida video moto bro guy. No, he's not typical. He's a uh, he, he, he he's a. Uh, very unique. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he first kind of busted on the scene. I'm like, you know, who's this Thunder guy? Who's this Thunder guy? And I'm like, and I'm like, first thought, anybody that like calls themselves Thunder all the time, like it's not like, hey, it's you know, Mark. It's yeah, his name is Mark. Right? No one knows. You that. know, but like everybody has a nickname, but it's not like you use it all the time. Like I think I would have to think that Thunder's probably on his driver's license by now. But I'm like. It's on his credit card. And his <laughs> driver's like, license plate. Yeah, his credit card. But yeah, like, like, I love Thunder now, but obviously, like, before I knew him, I'm like, who is this douchebag that calls himself Thunder? <laughs> like, for real? But, but yeah, once you meet him, get to know him, it, it, it all it all fits. It all makes sense. But, yeah, man, yeah, we'll... Uh, yeah. We're gonna let you go. We know you're. Uh, you got some got some swiping and turning to do. Um, <laughs> right. But just yeah. Just uh, want to thank thank you for coming on the show and uh, wish you luck this year. Hopefully, uh, like I said, hopefully I get to have some some battles with you this year. But uh, if not, either way, I want to. You know, hopefully we see the old Slam and Sam back and you know causing some. Causing some uh, some chaos and, get and some wins, drama man. <laughs> in a while. See you back up front. Um, you know, like like I said, it's uh, we we were kind of the guys for a while. So you're kind of from from my era and my uh, my prime time. So uh, like like to see you uh, see you do well. So um, yeah, oh, yeah, see what see what 2020 brings. All right, man. I appreciate it, and same to you. And uh, appreciate you guys getting on here and preaching the good word. Yeah, man. Best of luck. I'll uh, right. love to see you, man. Thanks again. Yep. See ya. Slamming Sammy. What a guy. <laughs> He's a unicorn, really. I mean, that guy is something else. He's. I've known Sammy for a long time. My my pro sport year, I, I don't know how this trip even happened, but I remember going to Iowa for a race. And before I knew it, I was loaded down in the in a motorhome with Sammy Halbert and Joe White. No, it wasn't Joe White. It was Mikey Varnes. And I stayed at Sammy's house for like five days out in Washington <laughs> with Willie and all those guys. And so I've known Sammy since pretty much I started racing. And, yeah, he's been always always been really cool to me. I've never had any moments really with Sammy where I wanted to kill him. Um, a few times he slammed into me, but you almost expect it with Sammy. So I've never been as mad as, like, Wiles or Joe Cop and them guys get with uh, Sammy. You know, I've always kind of, it's been like a brotherly love type deal. But, yeah, it's good to have him on, man. He's he's an insightful dude. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to bring up, I was going to bring up one story with him. I think one of the, probably wasn't the first, but one of the knockdown drag-out battles we had, there was, uh, what was it, Gene Romero had an indoor in Vegas, that South Point, and it eventually ended up turning into concrete or whatever. But I think this was the last year it was dirt. And uh, it was the first year I rode for Zanotti. Um, his brother Jethro was riding for Zanotti, you know, the years prior. Um, you know, then I got the ride. So I don't know if it was the case or not, but I think maybe there was some, like, little animosity there, you know. Um, you know, kind of taken, not taken, but, you know, got Jethro's ride. And uh, so we go to Vegas for this indoor. And the main event, like, 
I remember I got out front, kind of checked out a little bit. Sammy ran me down, and uh, like I knew it was coming, you know. And he was coming down the back straightaway, and I heard him coming, and I kind of just checked up and moved out of the way. And he ran it into turn three and just like blew the track, you know. <laughs> it was just going for the kill shot, right? <laughs> so, so we went back and forth for like the rest of the race. I don't know. I don't know how many laps it was, but it seemed like for about 40 laps, we were just smashing each other. I was jumping the berm on the infield, slamming them back, and we were running each other in the wall in the middle of the straightaway. And while this was going on, like what we were talking about earlier, you know, the Daytona deal, like we weren't even thinking about winning the race or anything. It was just who was going to beat who. It didn't matter. And uh, while that was going on, we were, you know, straightaway half a track ahead. And while we're trying to kill each other, here comes Chad Coase, just, <laughs> but, you know, cruising around the bottom while me and Sammy are trying to kill each other. And I forget who Chad ended up winning the race. I forget who got second or third, but I remember there was some drama in the pits afterwards between the whole Zanotti crew and the whole Halbert crew. And yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, me and Sammy have had some, had some, had some battles over the years. The, I said the last couple of years have been pretty quiet, pretty mellow, but, uh, he's actually like the Sammy everyone's known like from 10 years ago, five years ago, he's a completely different guy now, man. I've said it before on social media and things like that, but he's earned a lot of people's respects, real uh, respect, really the way he's, the way his temperament has been, you know, it's, um, he used to like slamming the people and just didn't seem to have a lot of respect for his peers. But as you can tell, just in this podcast, he's, he's a different guy, man. He's, um, you know, he's still an aggressive rider, which is cool. And that's the side of slamming Sammy that all the fans like, but he just seems to um, get it more than he used to. He's got a, um, a lot of respect for the people he races with and, um, he's fun to talk to and he's, he's a, he's a really good rider. And for him, him to team up with cool Beth, I think that's a really good combination. So yeah, it was good to have Sammy on. We, uh, we like to hear from him. He's, he's quite the guy, but, um, now we appreciate all the listeners once again, and make sure you guys continue to, um, you know, check out iTunes, check out Spotify, hit us up on SoundCloud. We're trying to get the Instagram thing rolling. Jake doesn't know, uh, a hell of a lot about social media. I showed him how to invite people to uh, the Facebook page. No, I, I figured it out on my own. Oh, you that's right. I, right. I got an invite from Jake, so that figures. <laughs> Jake Johnson invited you to like it took me like a podcast. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a part of this. I better like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that Noah Chambers likes mm-hmm. it. I'm like, well, about damn time. <laughs> Jody, too. I think Jody liked it today, too. I was like, yes, we're in there. But My invites are paying off. <laughs> uh, Jody's not here today. We usually have the, the baby daycare in the other room, but we got a late start today so we wanted to bring jody on and um get some meat jared meese insight from jody on the whole uh wiles and meese wrestling match but that'll have to wait to uh till next week but now against once again guys appreciate you chiming in tuning in giving us comments concerns um yeah it's uh it's been a good ride so far we have some great guests coming up so stay tuned yeah should we uh I mean, Chambers was here the whole time. Are we doing? We're gonna get his uh, winter throwdown recap. See uh, how he fared. Yeah, baby, let's get it going. I uh, uh, what winter throwdown performance? Yeah, how? Yeah, was. Yeah, huh. um, a lot of hype. A lot of hype. How did? Uh, yeah, pressure was it? tough. The boss man, you know, the team manager. He was uh, putting a lot of stress on me all week to. To perform, you know, pull up and perform. A lot of money on the line. It's not true. Um, no, I don't, don't crash. No, no, no. It was no, it was good because honestly, I've never. So the first time I ever rode a flat track bike was at K 
Callahan. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it was about it was last year, like this time. So you had no excuse. You had experience. You had the I mean, track dialed. What? Well, how many laps do you think I, I did that day? <laughs> Don't bring me into this. No, 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 no. The, the practice day when we went when it was raining. Oh, so right. the first day I went there, a hundred laps. No, I don't know. So we went there. It's raining. Corey's like, I don't even want to ride, dude. The track sucks. Like, we don't even race stuff like this. You shouldn't ride. Well, I rode. I thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was, old, you know, that was normal. I thought it was good. It sucked. But, I, you know. Yeah, this week, and he's like, man, I hope it rains. I'll be way faster if it rains. <laughs> he's like, wait, you guys don't race in the rain, do you? I'm like, no, I have to freaking cancel it. He asshole. wanted a mudder. He yeah. Like, this ain't freaking Southwick in the mud, dude. Like, Unadilla. <laughs> this ain't Unadilla. Yeah, this, this, is, no, uh, this operation gets closed if it rains. No, it was all right, though. I mean, like I said, I've never really, I don't have a lot of time riding on a clay short track. So for for the, you know, the little amount of time I had, um, I was happy with how I rode. Every time I went out, I seemed to get faster. Um, I was improving. Let's talk about your uh, framer experience first that time thing, on the framer yeah, yeah fuck that thing dude <laughs> i rode i rode that thing on the friday no thursday thursday yeah. thursday because vip I, practice yeah yeah we broke um <clears throat> the honda 450 broke so Corey's like oh just take out the framer you're like this thing i take it out there and it's like riding on a it was like riding a pogo stick with a motor like you let off the gas you could be sideways, and the second you let off the gas, it straightens out, and it like. That's good, dude. It felt like I was riding like on a, like a bull, like it was just <laughs> trying to buck me off. Like it was so unpredictable to me. Um, I remember Sipes last week saying the same thing. He's like, "Fuck the framer." I'm like, you know, I always hear that. Oh, they're the best things. Nah, that thing sucks. I never. Even, <laughs> I, I didn't have anything else to ride, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna ride it." But man, that thing was like tough. Yeah. So your starts were good. You got good starts. You won a semi. I did win a semi. Big semi hero. Basically, I know how it feels. I used to win a lot of semis back in the day. I think one year in the AFT series, I won like eight semis. So dude, a win's a win. A win's a win. You did grab a dub. A win's a win. Yep. So um, no, my starts were good. Um, like I said, every time I went out, I got faster. So that was uh. Cool to me. I think Thursday. What was my lap time Thursday? You were taking some time <laughs> on the frame where you were like not the frame on the, on okay. the, the frame where you were like eighteen we'll, five. We'll, we'll take it easy on the frame. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got down the high sixteens, maybe. Like yeah, you you were, by the last yeah, but by the last day, but yeah, I think yeah. the first day it was like eighteens, dude. Like that's, yeah, yeah. Better. So um, it's cool. I don't know. I had fun. Yeah, if what, it was a fun award. I think I got that. Well, but what'd you do after? I mean, you you drove down with me. You ditched the SeaTex ride. You weren't into the whole Disney World thing, so you hitched a ride back with Julian, a buddy of our buddy of ours, Julian and Dan. Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do on the way home? Yeah. So uh, it was me, Carter. Oh, Carter. Carter, yeah. producer Carter. He's here. He was. Um, it was the four of us. We went to a uh, some little dive bar in I don't know what town it was. Some Georgia town and. <laughs> He, big, he almost like, took him. He, he almost he was hitting on the bartender pretty hard. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was pretty. There wasn't many. I think we were the only people in there besides it was two chicks. The bartender, she was probably, I don't. I think she was married and had kids. Whatever. And then um, there was some truck driver lady sitting next to me. And, like, I thought he was going to take the truck driver lady home the way he was talking about trucks with this lady, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, dude. Well, fucking, you know, Peterbilt, Kenworth. <laughs> she started, she started speaking talking, his language. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, she's like, I drive trucks for a living. And I, meanwhile, I'm thinking, I can fucking tell. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she weighs, like, you know, she's like 275 big. She's killing more beers than I could even handle in a night. And she, I mean. But you got a shot because you know trucks. Yeah, yeah. So we start talking about trucks and cab overs <laughs> and Peterbilt. Julian chimes in, yeah, my, we're a Mac family. I'm like, what, what the, you like Mac trucks? What are you talking about? <laughs> so. It was good. Um, we played some pool. Nobody wanted any. I smoked everybody in pool. Um, it was good. I don't know. I got drunk. <laughs> I got drunk. There was nobody there. It was like so. Uh, it was cool. I don't know. We bought all the Jello shots that they were selling. All the remaining Jello shots. Did some Jello shots. It was a good time. Yeah, the lady that was selling the Jello shots, like by the time she came out, I was pretty like I was pretty tuned in. I, I shotgun two beers. At the throwdown after my seventh place finish. And then, and then we, we got to the bar and like this lady comes out and she's like trying to sell. She's not asking if I want it, but she's like trying to sell it to me. Like how good. I didn't know if it was a hooker or if she was selling shots. I'm looking at Joy and I'm like, what's, what's going on over here, dude? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the deal is. But uh, no, it was, it was good. I had a lot of fun. The whole weekend was awesome. The whole event, like, I, I don't know if I told you, but it was like, it was spot on, dude. Like it, it was. Corey put on a good event. All the sponsors. It was awesome, dude. I'm like, paying him to say this. So. No, no, he's not. No, it was. It was awesome. I think everybody. I didn't hear a single negative thing about it. Um, I saw Appreciate some, it, man. Yeah, I saw some drama in the pits from some riders, which was cool. The track was good. It got rough. I, I thought it was awesome. I thought the track was good. And yeah. then the the drive home was good too. Uh, I didn't even have to drive on the way home, so. I just sat in the back of the truck, and actually I had no room. It was like a knees to the chest kind of deal, but it was whatever. Well, I saw you tagged Washington D.C. and mm. one post I saw, and you said "F you, Washington D.C." What was what's what's wrong with Washington, dude? That's our nation's capital. I was sleeping. Not a fan. I was sleeping in the back of the truck, and I hear Joel, he's like, he's like, dude, fuck this city. I'm like, what are you like? What are you talking? It wakes me up. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I thought, you know, you got cut off. Well, we've been dri- we were driving around the city for like 30 minutes. He was com- completely lost, had no idea what was going on. We had no gas at all. The like the it tells you on how many miles to empty. It was at zero, and I didn't know how long it was at zero for. It's like we need fuel. I don't know where we're at. Um, so we just kept saying he just kept saying F Washington D.C. I hate this place. I'm never coming back. So uh, that's why I tagged him in that. Fuck <laughs> Washington D.C. Uh. All right, well, shit, that's uh, episode five in the books. Damn. Cinco. What's, uh, what's next? Huh? There's a couple. I have a couple good guests I want to have on, man. It's, it's, when you start a new podcast, there's, everybody's available, really. Yeah. Like, there's some good guys, and it's cool, man. They, uh, they enjoy coming on with us. Uh, Sipes is like, man, I had a lot of fun. That was cool. And um, having Sammy on was really cool. So, well, yeah, we'll keep this train going. We got... Um, couple good guests we're gonna i don't know man can't predict the future but it's looking good man i'm uh happy so far and we're having a good time with this so keep giving us feedback keep giving us comments subscribe all that stuff it definitely helps us out and until next week episode six coming at you yes sir peace see you later